And now, part two with Michael Phillips. What do you have to say for those people out there who, um, and I asked my pastor this um, in the first episode, who may be disenfranchised with the church, because I know I know all too well that you identify with that. It, it all is rooted in whether or not we are focused on Jesus, because if you're not, if you, if you let yourself, you can get so easily distracted by the flaws of the church and, and you can become very cynical and very disenfranchised and, and very confused and discouraged. But, um, you know, like in the, in the end of, uh, last, I think it's the last chapter or so towards the end of the book of John, Mm -hmm. when Jesus was talking to Peter about how he was going to die. And then mm-hmm. Peter sees John walking by and he says to Jesus, uh, well, Jesus, what about him? What, do you, what yeah. about John? Yep. And Jesus, in a, you know, in a nutshell, basically said, don't you worry about my plans for John. You follow me. That's right. And, and I, I, I see that. I see that in my own life uh, where I was in a, 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 just a really messed up place for a good year and a half because I allowed myself to take, my eyes off of Jesus and focus on all the things with the church that I was discouraged by and, and had a problem with. But what is it that has anchored you and, and allowed you to not be so distracted? Uh, well, several, several ways for me. First, to answer the question about the disenfranchised and what I would say to them. I was disenfranchised, and and I uh, I won't go into how it got that way, but uh, I spent a long time in the desert, and uh, I would have just rather had died, really, than than repent. Hmm. And uh, God wouldn't let me, uh, thankfully. But you're spending time being disenfranchised, and you're allowing. Uh, people who don't have a relationship with God keep you from yours. And that that's that's in a that's in a nutshell. That's what that's what a lot of folks are doing. They're they're letting the spirit of offense dictate their life rather than God. And uh that's what I did. I mean it's easily done. And you may be right. Listen, th- this is what God showed me. You you can be right and be wrong. Um Jesus, Jesus was Jesus was God incarnate, and he didn't correct Pilate. He remained silent, and it even says that Pilate marveled at his silence. Uh, God is always right. Jesus was always right, and when he was questioned by people like Herod and King Herod and Pilate, and he just he just said, "It is as you say." Okay, you're right. Let's just get on with this. Because this is gonna this is gonna take place because I know God, He's my Father, and He's already told me this cup can't pass from me. So I have a very intimate relationship with my Creator, Randy. Very intimate. Of course, the more intimate it becomes, the more vast I understand God is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an avid reader. But I'm not an avid reader of just anybody or anything. Um, If I'm reading a book and and it doesn't intrigue me or it doesn't speak to me in a personal way, I put it down and walk away from it. And uh, I find me another book. Um, A few authors. 
uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer and uh, his book, The Cost of Discipleship. Oh, yeah, that's heavy duty. It's heavy duty, man. And, and listen, I'm, t- I'm going to tell you, this is not for the faint of heart. Being a Christian is not for the faint of heart. If you think being a Christian is, is milly-mouthing around and some uh, weak, intimidated, foolish person, then the enemy's got you bamboozled and you don't know what a real Christian is. Because I can assure you that Jesus Christ was anything but that. That's right. He cleared. He cleared the temple, brother. He he went in with a whip, and he drove out the money changers. If you think that's somebody that's milly mouth and weak, then you and I got different definitions. That's, that's all right. I can say. Um, right. But in the same sense, now, in the same sense, Jesus was also the man that while he was being spit on and ridiculed, uh, while he was hanging on the cross. He looked down and said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's balance. Uh, the, the way I stay focused, man, is I, I, I have friends who are like-minded, first of all. You, if you if you have friends, bad company corrupts good character every time. That's Amen. the word. Amen. That's the word. So I don't surround myself with alcoholics. I don't Amen. surround myself with guys who talk about women. I don't surround myself with guys who are running around with their wives. I don't. Mm-hmm. I surround myself with godly, strong, godly men. I pray consistently. I work at wanting to bear the fruits of the Spirit. I perp- and when I don't, I repent. I turn from that. I say, God, that that's not me anymore. I'm not that guy anymore. Amen. And. Uh, and I read religion. Man, I just, I don't know, Randy. I, reading, because there was a quote by uh, C.H. Spurgeon, and he said, a man that doesn't read will never be read, and a man that doesn't quote will never be quoted. Mm. Yeah. So uh, find you somebody. For me, it, Oswald Chambers, A.W. Tozer, um, Richard Wormbron. He was a Romanian and suffered under the he's a jewish man suffered under the nazis and then under the communists Mm -hmm. his his book tortured for christ is is, was a huge impact and and really helped me Mm -hmm. um ch spurgeon uh, i have his i have a study bible that's a ch spurgeon study bible uh find you find you somebody that speaks to you in in the way they write and read that's that that's what you need because again randy what's in the well it's gonna come up in the bucket a friend of mine my mentor in christ uh the man that is uh my apostle paul and i to him i'm the timothy uh brother dennis farley uh mentored me and his mentorship changed my not just my life but my family's life uh, my children and my grandchildren's lives, and I, we won't know the the fruits of that relationship until we're in heaven. But I can promise you, it's going to be good, and uh, it's important. And and find some. We're, me and my wife, we're still looking for somewhere. Uh, you know, it's not easy, uh, but we did what you know. We do what we can. We go where we can. And we're praying, and we're seeking God's guidance. Um, but who's number one in your life? 
is it you or is it God? Yeah. And uh, that that's really the key to it, brother. Is is God really your Lord? Is Jesus really Lord and King in your life? Or are you, are you sitting on that throne? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Far too many people, uh, you know, they're, they're just fine with him being their Savior. But when it comes to him being their Lord, it's a whole different story. It's a whole different story, friend. Whole different. Hey, I tell you, me and my wife, we watched. Uh, you know that guy. Um, he played Jesus in the Passion of the Christ. Jim. Yeah, Jim Caviezel. Okay, I watched his testimony, and I did not know that he literally, while he was on that cross, his shoulder was actually separated, and he had pneumonia and could hardly breathe. And while he was doing that scene, he was actually struck by lightning. Yep. And to hear his testimony is is huge. That see, that's that's the kind of Christian that Christian men should be. He's he's very soft spoken. He's very humble. But man, when it comes when it comes to being a a man of God, he's like a rod of iron. He's Amen. he's not he's not he's not a wavering. Mm-mm. he's like dude it's gonna cost us our life one day guys mm-hmm. are you ready to die and and for me brandy it's easy I, I don't really judge guys but i'm you know being a marine combat vet of the gulf war mm-hmm. I, I've, you know i don't really judge what i would call civilian men who mm-hmm. haven't served in the military uh, too harshly i know what it's going to take because i've been there mm-hmm. um and i don't prejudge anybody or or uh, if, if they you know just being gentle jesus was gentle man he was he was firm firm but 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 very gentle yeah and and, and there's a balance and the only way you're going to get that balance my friend is by allowing the holy spirit of the almighty god to fill you on a consistent basis and and just begin to renew your mind and take the the poison and the garbage and all that's in there and he pushes that stuff out and he's cleaning let him clean that house man let him clean it and then every day that you're doing this it's going to get better i won't say easier because there's nothing easy about it but you'll find it becoming better and better Till one day you're like, I ain't never going back. See, me and my wife, we're like, we ain't never going back to that. Amen. Never. It will never happen. Because I told a guy one time, he, he was, uh, and I'll let, you know, leave it here, but he was, we were struggling. And uh, I told this guy, I said, man, I can't never go back to that. The price was so high. I don't have enough in my bank account to pay it a second time. Mm. So that's what I would say to you. If you haven't paid the price, that price that you can't afford to pay it a second time, then you got a furthering place to go until you get there. You won't know what people who are truly committed know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. You know, it reminds me of a song by Bill Gaither, and I can't for the life of me remember the name of it, but the chorus basically says, you've never lived till the words become true. 
till forgiveness and mercy means something to you. Mm. And, and you've never cried till the tears come from faith. You've never lived until you have something to say. Mm. Now, as a younger man, when I first heard that song, I did not understand what he was talking about. Sure. I do now. Right. You get, there's, there's so many things in life that you can only understand if you go through something. Yes. And, um, and it's just, you know, obviously God knows better, but I, I, I kind of jokingly say to people at times, it's, it's too bad we weren't born with wisdom because, <laughs> you know, if I could go back, which I do not want to, but if I could go back, yeah, if I, if I had to go back, yeah. Um, boy, would I, I take, I would have taken a uh, much better care of my body and I would have made <laughs> my, much better decisions. Yes. But you know, there's just, you know, and it's one of the, one of the just mysterious ways. It's very mysterious to me, this life thing, because for whatever reason, God saw it fit for us to uh, obtain wisdom over time. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's not until you get, you know, for me anyway, I know everybody's different, but it wasn't until I got into my forties that I really started to feel like I, I had a decent grasp on mm. life. Yeah. Mm. And I, I was, I was much, uh, I, I just, I noticed the wisdom. There was wisdom there. Yeah, sure. I was like, wow. Okay. I, I've learned some things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cause, sure. cause I, cause I was recognizing that there were things in my life that used to really frustrate me and I used to obsess over and right. that I used to value uh as a young man that I don't care about anymore. Yeah. And so yeah, there's only there's so many things in life that you're not going to learn unless you go through something you don't want to go through. That reminds me of a quote by Brother Farley. He said there's no there's no comfort in the growth zone and there's no growth in the comfort zone. That's a good one. Yep. He's got a lot of them, brother. He changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add to what what we've been talking about? I would say that uh, what what I've what I've learned that uh, what I've been where the Lord's been uh, focusing my attention is on the Holy Spirit, the person of the person of the third person of the trinity mm-hmm. and uh i've i've been listening to uh have audio audible um i've been really delving into um books concerning the holy spirit and uh the fruits of the spirit the baptism um what what uh, some folks would call the baptism of the holy spirit things like that mm-hmm. and uh i'm learning because I grew up Baptist, and the Baptists don't talk about, um, and that, look, guys, don't don't take this wrong. It's just true, okay? Um, the the Baptists don't really talk that much about the Book of Acts, and I know as a large portion, I wouldn't say all, but the leadership will tell you that the the gifts of the Spirit were only for a time, and that that was for the apostles. And when the apostles were no more than the, those gifts went away, and that is absolutely not true, and that is not biblically found. You can't, you cannot reasonably um, 
you cannot reasonably find that in scripture anywhere mm-hmm. and uh i think that what we're going to find randy is that um as christians uh, like one guy robert morse uh book book called the god i never knew um we're going to find out, man, that, that we've been living with one arm tied behind our back, a lot of us. And we've been missing out on stuff that God gave us. And and we're just going to leave it on the table. And God, God put it on the table for you to partake, brother. He didn't put it on the table for you to just look at it and, and think about it. He put it out there so you could... Jesus, Jesus said, my spirit is coming. My, I'm sending it. When I leave, I'm going to send one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to baptize you with fire. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Jesus said that. John the Baptist said, I baptize with water, but there's one coming who's going to baptize you with fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing in the Bible that's not important. Amen. Okay? Everything in the Bible is important or God wouldn't have put it there. You just got to find, you just got to let God show you. And, and don't take don't take other people's word for it. Go go find it out yourself. Go dig. Amen. When you go digging, you'll be like that guy who found that treasure in that field, and he went and sold everything he had so he could buy that field because he knew the treasure that it contained. And that, that's that's what I'll end with right there. Yeah. Um. You mentioned Audible earlier. I was I, I uh, was going to mention that when you were talking about the, the value of reading and uh, getting some good books. And I was going to say, if you're anything like me and you're constantly on the go and it's hard for you to, to make the time to get behind a book, um, mm-hmm. audiobooks is a great way to get, get fed. And that's what I do. I often will use audiobooks uh, like audible or Google, um, playbooks and, that's how I yes. get fed. And cause you know, I'm yes. my, and my profession, I drive a lot. And so I have time to listen, um, to some good teaching sure. and yeah, yeah, brother, you, you are so right. You know, we need to be fed spiritual food and you know, the Bible is obviously, um, the best source, but you know, some people like to downplay, uh, looking to other sources, they think, oh, the, all the Bible's all I need. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know about you, but I need help. I need any help. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. Cause, totally. yeah. yeah. And the Holy spirit does speak to me and through scripture. And you know, that's, that's one of the, one of his functions is to uh, help you understand his word. But, but yes. there, you know, we go to church to listen to a preacher, uh, you know, bring a message and, you know, there are plenty of great biblical solid teachers out there who are yes. helping us unpack. And that's that's one of the beauties of the church. The beautiful things is we all have different gifts and abilities. And yes. And there are people out there that are just phenomenal teachers that are anointed that can really bring scripture to life in a way that, that it, it's just not gonna happen between just you and the Holy Spirit some of us are so, well, I could speak for me. I know that I, like I said, I need help, man. I, 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 you know, I've read the Bible for what, 25 years now. And, uh, 
I need help. I need I need different insights because because just me and the Holy Spirit, and it's not the Holy Spirit's fault. There's nothing wrong with the Holy Spirit. That's right. It's me. Yeah, absolutely. But but God put them there. So I love. Obviously, you know that A. W. Tozer is by far my favorite. Oh yeah. You know that. Oh yeah. Tozer said this. He said, "I don't care." what it is what translation of the bible it is what book it is what person it is what denomination you're in if you have something that can help me get closer to god and know god better fine let's do it amen and that that's the attitude that you got to go let god have elbow room to work quit trying to put him in a box that's right he is the infinite boundless borderless oh my gosh god is always oh, beyond our comprehension and we've tried to put him in little boxes yeah so that we can control him mm-hmm. that's our problem man we're trying to control him mm-hmm. we don't want him doing things that we don't like <laughs> amen amen well man uh thank you for having this conversation. And uh, of course we're going to have more, but um, I think we, we got some good stuff here for uh, to, to put an episode together. And um, for those of you out there who are just tuning in, this is the life and God podcast. If you think that you uh, have something to share a testimony about how God has uh, made himself real to you, how, how you came to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if there are stories that you would like to share where God supernaturally just, you knew he was involved in your, in your life. In whatever way he's made himself real to you, if you'd like to share that, you can contact me at HughesRandyJ, that's H-U-G-H-E-S-R-A-N-D-Y-J, at gmail.com and I will definitely consider your uh, story and I wish we could just sit here and talk all day <laughs> but unfortunately I <laughs> that's life other folks might not appreciate that they may not like me as much well, as you I, do I, I you know I, all I could say when I was a baby Christian I would have found this conversation to be very boring but um Right. Yeah. I love it now. And um Good. and I, I thoroughly enjoy uh, talking to you because you are a deep thinker and um and you want to go deep in the thing in the things oh, of do, God man. and um we need more people like you out there sharing and um Can I say one thing that you made brought to my mind? What's that? Uh, I've been struggling to find somewhere to go, man. And uh, my wife was like, you, you can't expect people to be as deep as you, Michael. Mm-hmm. The, they just don't have the time that you have to put into it and things like that. And I told her, I said, I'm not expecting the lay person to be as deep as me. But shouldn't I expect my pastor, the, the senior pastor and my Sunday school teacher to be somewhat deep? And uh and I was frustrated, and 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 I said, I said, I told, I said, God, what's the point of being ten miles deep and one inch wide? What's the point of going ten miles deep if nobody wants it? And uh, 
my God told me, he said, I'm the reason, Michael. Am I not enough? Excellent point. Yeah. So let's go deep, brother, because God's worth it. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll tune in every two weeks and be a part of the conversation. This is the Life in God podcast. God bless you, and have a great day. Amen.